0: i Spaces
1: Can you hear what's going on? We got a little buzz up from Joe. Oh my gosh, it's coming! It's coming! It's coming! All right, so this is a new time. Let's see what happens. This could be a good time. This might be a bad time, but we're learning. Joe, what about think about getting uh, our own theme song? We'll get Dua, Dua Lipa to sing it.
2: Ooh. That's what a fun idea. That's a really
1: fun we'll idea. It. We'll, we'll uh, get Dua Lipa to sing it. We'll make it as an NFT and we'll launch it.
2: Alright, that's actually... That's your best idea you've had all afternoon.
1: Dua Lipa is the best. I'm, I totally fangirl for Dua Lipa.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got like
1: one contestant here. We'll, 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 we'll give it another minute or two. Unless you want to go like uh, into, let's just do some news while we kind of like start to fill the space up with some funsy stuff. Joe, what's the what's what's the hottest thing? Or the thing you're most bullish on recently? Uh,
2: probably things I'm not allowed to talk about. Ooh, let's
1: talk about things you're not allowed to talk about in an anonymous way.
2: That thing about the thing with all that thing. If you do a thousand dollars worth of things, you get ten thousand dollars worth of things.
1: Well, that's a good thing. We, we, I have to get you in on this thing with that thing. We should talk about that thing later um, because it's even wilder thing. And it's looking like a 100 to one type of thing.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, wow. I like that.
1: You like 100 to ones?
2: I will take that all day, every day. Any day that ends in Y.
1: But uh, that also isn't guaranteed, so it could go bye bye.
3: Oh,
1: oh. What? So what? Yeah. What is the net present value on a 101?
2: one? Depends. What's the How? percentage chance it goes bye bye? Ooh, good question. Good question. Um. What would, the, what
1: would the, the opportunity cost? It'd have to be like a less than a 99% chance that it goes bye-bye. Percent chance that it goes bye-bye is probably in like the 10 to 20% chance.
2: Oh, then you're solid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Subscribee. subscribe.
1: Yo, I got to tell you, I am uh, bridging from Kava Squid Router right now. They're charging me 100 dollars of kava to bridge
2: I was I was quoted when I tried to bridge when I tried to bridge kava about a month ago I was quoted three fifty dollars
1: holy McMoly. that is a lot of ducats that's a lot of kava yeah,
3: yeah. A lot of smells. all right what
1: else is going on Dude, the bears are fun. I like the bear chain people. Those guys are fun. Um, Compound is a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of compound stuff. That's a lot of fun. We're getting a lot of the restaking market is super hot. We got, we talked to a restaking, not Eigenlayer, but one of their derivatives and dude, that's super hot. The amount of money that's piling into restaking is like massive. What else is hot? The Athena guys. 27% 27% embedded yield in a, in a stable coin. They were super smart. It was just a marketplace. It's basically a hedge fund, but they package it as a stable coin with APY. Sometimes all you need to do is just package a different idea the same way as a stable coin with 27% embedded APR, like WTF mate, you know what I'm saying?
2: I know what you're saying.
3: Like, okay. You don't have to. So we got.
1: You
2: don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to repackage it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's and if it. you get attention, you get the right attention, and get to repackage it, then then you get all of the the schmeckles, all of the shekels.
3: You know, bro. I gotta say, all right. this doesn't
2: this doesn't feel like a bull market.
3: What are you talking about, bro? Tell me. Tell me more.
2: Say more. I mean, just some of the the conversations that we've had with protocols over the past few days where I'm not going to say any names or say any numbers, but just it seems like there's a lack. There's a general lack of conviction on the business to business side of the crypto industry. Like, we, we're not mm. at the point yet where people are going, I'm ready to throw spaghetti at the wall. Here's a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Make everybody rich. We're not there yet.
1: We're not talking to the right people.
2: So who do we need to be talking to?
1: Uh, see, you have these, like, true believers of, of these products, and then you have, like, the pure Ponzi guys. And you actually need to find this overarching thing where there's a little bit of Ponzi and a little bit of Funzi and like, but they're also true believers. So it's, it can't be 100% Ponzi and it can't be 100% uh, capital efficiency because there's just not enough juice in between. It's actually like a rare breed. You need need that tension in a good protocol where like, to be honest with you, it's like, why, why working with compound is like, Really, really cool because we're the guys that are going to be like pushing the edges, and then there's also conservative nature individuals that are like, Whoa, 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 guys, slow down. Well, we can't do that. It's, it's it's too degen, right? So, but you need that tension. If you don't have that tension internal in the company, then you get too Ponzi or you get too conservative, right?
3: Okay,
2: all right. So, there's a need for a little bit of political deference.
1: Yeah, so what we're basically what you're basically saying to me is like, some people are like coming out of the gates like like $200 million, 500 million like valuation, like what are you doing, bro? Right? Like, where are you gonna move from there as a brand new protocol? Like, there's only one way to move if you just launch as like a two hundred million or five hundred million or a billion dollar valuation. That 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 direction is down. I think the biggest like proponent of this is a uh, uh, Starknet. Right, they launched and a token day one was thirty billion dollar fully diluted valuation. Where in the heck is the protocol going to go from there? Down. Down, dude. So, thirty billion I, takes I have you a, to XRP, so like right underneath Solana. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah, you're, there's no place up. for you to go but down.
3: So I want to give
1: say am
2: I want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. I also I invited somebody from the audience up here to speak about a project that they they raised for at a pretty wild valuation. And if they're willing to come up and talk about why they did that, I would love to hear. But Brian, what is your opinion? What is the incentive for a project to come out a project that has not raised a lot of money in the past. not like they're in their series C. Okay. They don't have that much money that they raised. Why would you... I'm trying to think of a good analogy for that, but why might you come out of the gate with that kind of insane valuation?
3: Inexperience.
1: <laughs> I, no, I have no good reason like okay so starknet uh full valuation uh they came out of the gate and double the price they came out of the gate at 36 billion uh, a couple days ago uh 2 days ago and now they're they got their market cap cut in half to 18 billion on in 2 days in uh, dude i think it's down only until you find like a stabilization price right and which i think will probably be end up around a couple billion like it's a good project right.
2: like right but I, like, I would i would much rather be a proponent for finding that stabilization price from under than from above right you want a nice linear you're linear never going you are the- never going to be able to raise money if your token if your price discovery happened from above if yeah, you, you have to token, rebuild then you literally have to rebuild yeah so I mean, unless, you're, unless your plan is we're going to dump on retail, then right.
3: I don't know.
1: That's like every airdrop ever. The reason why you airdrop is then you give crazy, like, pool incentives, and then you just slow-rug retail.
3: It's bonkers, bro. Like, airdrops don't make any sense. Airdrops would make
2: sense if... The token itself. Oh, here's a fun idea. What if you airdropped a token that was a voucher? So it's almost like you're not you're not airdropping Chuck E. Cheese tokens, you're airdropping vouchers for Chuck E. Cheese tokens. So it's still a marketing thing. It's kind of like airdropping points. And then you take those yeah, points. Yeah, That's exactly
1: what I was just gonna say that it is like one hundred percent
3: points. That way it can't be gamed, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, and then you can kind
1: of like adjust your points and like discount points. So so this is a new time. Uh subscribe-y. We usually have like double, triple. Well we got like tacky VN. Who's tacky VN? Do they want to come up and speak? I don't know these people's.
2: I have I have invited. here we go. We got Subscribee. Oh. Subscribee.
4: Hey, can uh, you guys uh, hear me?
3: Yes, subscribe.
1: Welcome okay. to our third or fourth episode of Kill Crypto. Um, we're switching it to a new time because 4 p.m. I usually have to pick up my kids, and it's just not ideal. I'm right. Check here. This also may not be the most ideal. There may be a lot of competition, so we might we might do late night. We might we might change it up to early morning, to late night. Let's see what else is going on here in the. Uh, in the spaces world. Um
2: Brian, you wanna and, you uh, wanna hit that music?
1: Oh oh yeah you want the music's too good too distracting?
2: It's way too good, yeah. I can't focus on that it's voice. Right.
1: Yeah you can't focus on my voice of mine. Subscribe um I've seen you in the audience before I would love to let let's get intimate here. Let, we got we have you know like the recording we send this to uh ecosystem BD we send this to investors after the fact that want and learn but let's get let's get intimate on your project today.
4: Right, uh, so Patreon for uh, DeFi and the answer to cancel culture. Building a okay. crypto Patreon, all uh, what do you call it? Alternative that makes sure uh, content, uh, you know, uh, let's say uh, creators can always receive their uh, of funds. We uh, do this by letting them. Uh, de- deploy their own uh, subscription smart uh, contract from our uh, central uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, what he called a contract. So we then pretty much act as a third like party between the uh, sub uh, what he called scriber and the uh, sub uh, scribe, and then this then pretty much always makes sure that they can always get their uh, what he called uh, tokens. So on like what he called top of this, we uh, also plan to add a, a sort of social like media aspect. In like a what do you call which that a uh, content uh, you know uh, uh you know a creator can uh, sort of upload their uh, you know uh, content and then they're like what do you call paid like members can like leave uh, you know uh, comments. And then like, oh, so watch X uh, uh, what he you call it, exclusive uh, content. So I, uh, you know, made a version one of the protocol back in 2022 uh, 20, uh, that focused more as a, a payment, like a gateway. But now with a sort of this sort of updated, cancel culture, resistant crypto, like a Patreon focus, I am pretty much updating the uh, protocol and then uh, making sure that, uh, you know, everything is uh, what do you call it, up to uh, what he called date, and then we uh, plan to do a new like launch within three uh, what he called a months, and then ah uh, pretty much from uh, there we can um uh, we uh you know either in like what he call tend to do a uh, grassroots funding or then work with certain a uh, content you know a uh, you know uh, what he called uh, creators that wanted to what uh, test out or a uh, you know a system
3: okay, so love the idea i the biggest pushback
1: that i'm going to say is getting these creators on right is how are you going to get the creators on start there
4: so i think that the best way forward is to target let's say content you know uh let's say uh creators that have made sort of multiple anti-cancel culture videos right so like ones that have sort of focused on man i like hate how i'm being treated by these uh, what do you call companies we can then uh, come up to like them and say hey we are actually giving you the i mean tools to pretty much have that sense of a security and then you know, uh, you can then test our uh, system for like free. So like uh, pretty much we will then let them test the uh, system for like free, right? They can like get like those uh, tokens like coming in. They can upload content for like free. So pretty much my whole idea with getting those uh, content, you know, creators in is pretty much finding those ideologically sympathetic ones and then sort of giving them either a a discounted or then a, a free rate. Very cool. what do you got well
2: hold on you you still didn't exactly answer the question as how how are you doing hand-to-hand combat what's currently working to the highest conversion rate of reaching convicted creators
4: uh So my best targeted strategy, because this is uh, currently a self-funded project, is that uh, is uh, pretty much trying to break into that veil and uh, get a, I mean, like a sit down with them. I mean, obviously with different like content, you know, uh, creators, there's different like methods, but uh, normally sometimes they, I mean, like offer like services and like, which like you can sit down with them for like 15 and like 30 minutes, but uh, pretty much trying to break the, uh, trying to pretty much find the ones that are are, you know, ideologically sympathetic, and uh, I don't know if I am uh, answering the uh, you know a uh, question right, but uh, let me know if not.
2: No, you're not really you're not really answering the question. It I know you said it's a self funded <laughs> project, and uh, that's very respectable. But in terms of all the different experiments you've run to try and onboard users, what has been the the closest thing to a
4: silver bullet that you have found thus far? I mean, people love the idea and getting and then getting pretty much the message out there and getting to sit down with them on a sort of face to face level. I mean, last year I went to East Denver and I managed to network a a little. But, uh, you know, doing that, I sort of found that uh, people really definitely do dig the idea. It's just uh, getting them to like sit down, uh, sort of, you know, I sit through with them, test like the protocol and all that.
2: so hand to hand combat one one pretty person much. at a time
4: sit him down okay uh so that is actually my primary strategy the i mean like a sort of like secondary strategy is that i'm pretty much the first content creator well i mean like you know i am like pretty much like the first person to like use the a uh, system you know so it's like i will then offer my like own like a contract and then you know if you want to fund it uh great uh we will then also have a test like a contract right in like a which then uh let's say interested parties can uh, test it um let's say either like test like chains or then use test like tokens and in that like sort of manner. so this is uh pretty much the uh the i mean like two pretty much uh strategies i have for gaining attraction
3: uh, all right and then where
2: is there something i can use today to really check this out i'm a a visual person
4: right so i actually had a v one that i made in uh, 2022 but i actually took it down because uh uh, you know it, it's a uh, kind of far from the vision that i like have now and it's just not as he i mean like what he called fishing as i would uh want it to be but i am uh you know uh, certainly what he called open to giving a tour of the v1 uh protocol my i mean like a self like i still have everything so uh you know uh i don't mind uh giving uh you know uh pretty much uh showing it off and then uh,
3: kind of uh, showing the i mean things that i would uh change <laughs>
2: Okay, what about strategic partnerships to help drive traffic and interest and engagement in what you're building? Have you already explored some partnerships? Are you actively seeking
4: partnerships? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am uh, certainly open to, uh, you know, uh, partnerships with either certain, uh, let's say, people or then, uh, you know, uh, companies that kind of want to get in on this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, certainly open to uh, uh, partnerships. Uh, I haven't really uh, solidified any of uh, right now, but uh, I have. I, uh, what I uh, uh, like, what he called, have had talks with a few uh, what he called uh, companies, but uh, this would have to be followed through once the, I mean, like project
3: is uh, a public. Right on, right on. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's
2: pretty much my thoughts. I mean, you're you're definitely in a you're in a pretty tough spot in terms of onboarding. Right. It's, not, right, it's not super straightforward to reach your audience, and your TAM isn't massive. It's also it's not tiny, but it's not immense. Um, I don't know, Brian. Any any other any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, it is. A, you have to. Yeah, I do. I have lots of thoughts.
1: This getting creators on board is probably. Into crypto is one of the hardest things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is that most creators are not professional. And the ones that are professional that drive a lot of the traffic, they need to get paid, paid. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so the ones that need to get paid, paid become like, you have to have so much capital to just buy your way in. The, The best way to do it is find have this already for a creator that exists and you're building it for them and then they kind of are part of your company okay. because the capital the capital required is just so immense the other thing you could do is find an untapped network um, and you know one of the people that basically built locals.com and this is kind of the direction that they're going in it was what was one of these individuals who was getting canceled from from cancel culture so known problem Understandable problem. Um, you know, the thought process here on my side is like, how do you get that that first creator partner, and how much revenue and attention can they have, like an in, in earned media on? Because right. if you don't have that, then you have to raise a, a massive amount of capital, and they're not going to take, you know, Chuck E. Cheese token. They're going to take real dollars. Right. So once you have your your platform, Justin Bieber, you know the, the thing I always say in these games is. You know, Kickstarter didn't make Pebble Watch, Pebble Watch made Kickstarter, meaning that as soon as Pebble Watch raised a million dollars on Kickstarter, Kickstarter was like, okay, cool. Why can't go raise a million dollars too? If I just have a good enough idea and a good enough design, I I too can go raise a million dollars. So it kind of bootstraps the attention framework. Otherwise, you have to buy your way in. And every time you buy your way in, it, it generally pumps and then dumps. You can have some crazy tokens, some crazy token dynamics that encourages creators. But what you're basically going to happen is a bunch of like simple creators that aren't going to be able to create that viral loop.
3: Yeah.
1: Where creators play right now is – is uh, it, it, this, this should exist. This will exist and this should exist. But YouTube is almost the only thing – YouTube and TikTok are like the two things where anybody cares about right now. Right. So when you're trying to go into this kind of game of how do I get this game with the the YouTubers and the TikTokers, it it it's a tough challenge, man. So my fear for you is is the capitalization without a, a true partner from the very beginning.
4: Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know. I mean. Uh, that is why. I mean. Uh, I am. I mean. I am like what he called looking for you know a funding obviously but i am also uh, looking for like you know a partners as well you, you, you know like a someone that could bring a i mean a idea and a i mean, like check you know not just a a check you know
3: yeah
4: i get uh, it so yeah i mean uh so i mean uh yeah i am like what do you call it? A, a, I am uh, definitely open to that
3: type of you know a part Yeah, they would just have to come totally yeah and i think before that occurs Mm -hmm. i think that's going to be
1: like the main thing that basically or makes or breaks this this concept and idea
4: okay all right well uh you know uh thank you very much for your time
1: yeah dude it was rad thanks for coming we're just gonna sit here and chit chat a little bit more about what other cool things that are going on in the market? Um, there's a real estate one that we recently got engaged with, and kind of Airbnb for real estate on crypto. Really like the concept, Joe. How are you feeling about that one?
3: That's the book trips.
1: No, the one the 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 Nibiru guys introduced us to.
2: Ah, uh, coded. Yeah, give yeah, me, give I me, I give me that. I, I met with them. It wasn't entirely clear to me. I, I still need to, I want to hear, I want to hear the dumbed down pitch.
1: The dumbed down pitch is, is twofold a fractional real estate in Abu Dhabi
3: and Airbnb in Abu Dhabi is where they're starting. So I, as an investor, can put some capital towards recurring revenue in the form of an Airbnb in Abu Dhabi. Correct. So you tokenize your real estate,
1: you bring your real estate onto the platform. And I maybe you get a premium by taking crypto and maybe there's less fees, then let's say Airbnb, less rules and regulation, kind of like regulatory arbitrage for taking this on the Airbnb side. And Or you can invest an apartment
3: that produces a stream of revenue via their Airbnb side. Okay. That's a little bit more clear. Yeah. The question
1: is, which one do they start with? And, and depending upon whether they're able to pass through the
3: regulatory framework, they're going to go with the fractionalized real estate uh the airbnb both products are
1: done they don't have the regulatory stuff together for the uh the selling the fractionalized real estate but the airbnb side i it's just one of those things where you just have to get started you have to you have to like it's it's a rehypothecation of real estate assets and and same with like subscribing, dude it's a rehypothecation of like dude just go after all the patreon people once you have a platform and you have a thing it's like hey well, you can earn more fees and you don't you have to you have to pay less fees and you know you know where's the where's the juice in the arb right
4: yeah right. i mean you know, no. No uh sorry I was uh going to say that yeah I mean when I was a uh, originally de- developing the uh, you know idea I was like all right what like already exists within the uh, I mean like fiat world and just kind of drag it into you know uh, what he called a crypto because everyone is like trying to do like acid yeah, I mean like oh uh, what do you call it I mean, like uh you know a fractional like everything you know like these like highly like five I mean like what he called naturally complicated like a uh, projects but like nobody is is actually trying to bring the I mean things that people use every day into you know a uh, crypto and really until like that like happens there is I mean uh you know and this is just in my a I mean like what do you call opinion I've been like following the I mean like a crypto market for like seven like years until like uh, we actually bring in every day like services into crypto itself it's always just going to be this sort of big uh money-making thing right it's not actually going to be a I mean like system like that like people like news use. So that's what uh
3: you know I uh you know uh try to do. Here you're bud. Sharp elbows, let's get those things. All right. Joe, what else you got? What else do I got? I don't know, man. I want the chaos. I want to see the chaos.
2: I'm really pumped for Denver. I think Denver is going to be... That might be why everybody's kind of just sitting on the sidelines. They're expecting to get a lot of new business done in Denver. That really might be...
3: I just heard of... uh, I just heard a a rumor of a Ethereum Foundation-backed L2 launching in Denver. No way. Yeah, bro. It's got all the ZKs. It's all got, got the sequencer, decentralized sequencer. Oh. Whoa. Dude, I love your Dolly image. I'm already posting it. That could be huge, man. That yeah. could be really huge. I don't, what took him so long? I don't know. Risk. I guess, yeah. Also they're selling pickaxes, right? Yeah. Oh. Dude, I'm posting uh I'm saying who's ready for ETH uh Denver with that clown image. It's so good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, wait, Dude, we got clown image is amazing. K- Casey imagination are you interested in coming up and pitching your project?
3: I'm gonna invite Mr. KC up here. Let's see, let's see. Maybe not. That's okay. That's okay.
4: Well, this one might be, this one might be shorty and- um, uh, sorry, man. Uh, do you actually mind if I uh, get to like drop like my a uh, site and everything just because I didn't get to do that? Go for it. Um, yeah, do it. Do it. Um, drop it. Sure. So uh, you can actually go onto my uh, site, something like what do you call it, dot org, and uh, there is a uh, you know, a contact form at the, uh, you know, a bottom, if you ever want to, you know, talk, reach out, all of that has a, I mean, like few, like basic, what he called questions up there that used to be the, uh, you know, holder for my, uh, V I mean like one, but yeah, uh, thank you guys. Thank you for, uh, you know, uh, having me
3: up. Of course. Happy to have you. (laughs) Dude, this image is crazy, Joe. It's so accurate. Yeah. I hate how accurate it is. Yeah, it I got is a the def- the problem decentralized data
1: availability decentralized sequencer that anybody can use as a form of infrastructure to rehypothecate uh, LP tokens across chains. All right. Casey, imaginary dude, what's got, what you got?
5: <laughs> GM, how you doing? Nice to meet you.
1: GM GM.
5: How's it going? Wow, you guys are working with some uh pretty deep financial products there.
1: Well oh, yeah, you have not heard about my new uh cross-chain d rehypothecated uh LP tokens? Would I you didn't...
3: like some? <laughs> sure. Sure.
5: <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's get okay. it. Let's get it.
1: Let's you got something you're working
5: on? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm in the right place here. Uh, I, I've got a Web 2 project that is Web 3 heavily Web 3 influenced and Web 3 funded. Does that count?
1: Yeah, dude. Let's do it.
5: All right, cool. So uh, I come from like a 23 years in lending and eight years of that working with nonprofit housing counseling agencies prepping and training their counselors to deal with the general public. And after eight years, I realized at the end of every single conversation, uh, the counselors are drawing pictures every time. You go into NeighborWorks in Southern New Hampshire, and they got buckets of crayons and markers and loose paper all over the place. So I have been developing an app that reflects your financial position onto a 3D avatar, kind of like a budgeting Tamagotchi in order to facilitate the work that the counselors are doing in the office. And then I'm linking the data outputs of the app to a very simple chatbot so that people can get counseling outside of sessions. My niche is specifically the counseling, financial literacy counselors, and nonprofit organizations, and then the education system and nonprofit tax services after that. I am fully bootstrapped and actually making progress. Uh, I was lucky enough to get seed funding and engage with the right developers, and we're in prototyping right now. Um, Does that... How am I doing so far? Does that make sense?
1: It does. Who Who's your customer?
5: Uh, so my customer is it's a B2B white label business. So first customer is uh, NeighborWorks of Southern New Hampshire. Okay. And, All right. and yeah, so, go ahead.
1: So is this, a, is this a lead generation tool or is this a kind of visualization custodian reporting type of tool?
5: This is an educational tool. Uh, so, you have financial literacy counselors that are overworked. They have too many people to counsel, and it takes too long to do it. So, this tool helps them in their counseling sessions. Who
1: who pays for the education?
5: You mean, like, who pays the counselors right now? Yeah. Uh, it's a combination of state and federal and donation.
1: Yeah, so this is a grants scheme. Yeah, so... This is a new way of going after grants, and you go after federal and state grants for financial literacy. Uh, You know, long tail. What I would do is is find a channel partner. So figuring out how you get into high schools or how you get into like colleges or or community colleges for this, um, on on that type of range. This is education is a channel partner game. Unless you have something that's spicy, that's new, that financial literacy, if there's budget for it, you find the channel partner, you create the yearly contracts and you go from there. Uh, if you're like financial literacy info product, you then would go the Commission Junction affiliate network route. Uh, but it has to be like something spicy is like learn about the, you know, the next 100x in crypto and how to trade it or whatever. Um, that, that is kind of like where I would, I would focus on. Because education is costly and and it's probably the most expensive thing that any B2B or B2C company can do is spend money on education because it's infinite, right? And and people have to become educated and and problem aware enough to be able to buy the product. So I I see this as a couple different ways. Like there's I I don't know all the you know bolts and nuts, but it feels a little bit like a lead gen product, like you know, log in with your Robinhood, and we will we will see. You know what your portfolio stack looks like. As you get more complicated, it kind of kind of starts to feel feel like RIAs, hedge funds, Morningstar, right? So depending upon the level of education uh, of people leveling leveling up on their financial literacy, the the details of the interface could get more and more advanced until the the point where they're at you know like a full RIA um, type of type of engagement or like a, you know, prosumer to professional trader, the, the, the level of education and the interface starts to change as the level at at the, what would you call it at the, at the level of intelligence or ranking or sophistication of the product. Um, A fun thing to do is uh, you, you have hundreds of thousands, you know, probably like 200,000 people in crypto that basically have a portfolio connected to their wallet uh a quick fun easy thing in crypto would be attach your wallet and then uh or, or link to your wallet and have some sort of pseudo visualization of like what you're what you're where you're at and what different types of opportunities you could look at uh Zappify raised a whole bunch of money the bank raised a whole bunch of money for this um type of stuff type of this type of engagement um they're going very very specific in their engagements but yeah getting educationally getting people on board the other people that kind of like do this is a set of quests so think rabbit hole think earn.com a galaxy layer three they're doing like all of these different quests that you have to get and then they literally pay you to take these quests now learn to earn um
3: so there's some a lot of innovative plays in the cryptosphere around touching around the points that you're describing
5: Yeah, I don't think you're wrong in anything you said. I, I From firsthand experience, I've been finding that out uh, 100%. Uh, right now, I'm in early prototyping, and my goal is to volunteer at the Housing Counseling Center and use this in the field real-time and get beta feedback on it, make sure that the aesthetics and the functionality is actually going to work and actually going to do something. And then uh, once I've got uh, subscriptions signed up, so I actually have a revenue and cash flow, then I'll go from prototype and start approaching MVP. And at that point, yes, you know, and further gamification is 100% on the roadmap. Um, Right now I'm just, I happen to be at an early stage of prototyping and making sure that this concept that I really love Actually plays out in the field, so before I dump a ton of money into it, I'm gonna make sure the concept works.
1: Yeah, it's you're in a hard space, dude. Like really diving into channel partners from a business point of view is probably the the number one thing that that becomes the challenge. Education is it's one of these black holes where you can spend an infinite amount amount of money to get people up to speed, Um, and then so. Gamifying the educational financial literacy is super super important, and you know crypto, ironically, ha- is has figured this out like better than than anything since like here's ten dollars to join PayPal, right? It also feels like uh, Mint.com, um, what did really well at this, uh, Credit Karma, uh, Nerd was it Nerd Wallet? Something like that also did really good at this. What they ended up doing is creating all of these like banking affiliate deals after you attach your bank account. So, you know, I, I know the, I think it's Nerd Wallet. Uh, these guys did really well. Like all of these guys, if you're able to like really carve out that interface, attach to the right bank accounts, it's like,
3: it's very useful. It's incredibly useful. I don't know if you've looked at the latest Wells Fargo avatar app.
5: Uh, component, no. they're they're sniffing at the same idea. Um, one of the things that I hope will translate down the road is the fact that I I personally have come to separate financial literacy, financial education, and financial advisement, and I try to hone in on financial literacy as the four C's and drive that home just so that people have a reflective mechanism so they can actually see their position versus where they believe they're at. Because after decades of writing mortgages it was so common to look at a file that has a 70% debt ratio and the people are like, yeah, no, that's fine. We can afford it. It's good. I'm like, your debt ratio is blown. Do you not see your cash flow? And they just don't. So I feel like Part of the counseling and actual financial literacy problem is literally in reading. So my hope is that I can provide an analogy to that data transfer so people aren't trying to read charts, graphs, percentages, because in my experience, the lay person shuts down the second you say, well, you're using up 80% of your cash flow and this is your disposable. They're done. It, the language. So, to your point earlier, crypto has done an amazing job at retitling the information. You know, it's um, <clears throat> it's you know, it's a reflection. It's not a derivative. You know what I mean? Like, there's it's it's unique and engaging terminology that has been driving the education in the crypto space, and it's uh, it's dangerous but awesome. I think is how I feel about that. 100%.
1: Yeah, as long as like people are reverting to emojis and hieroglyphics, the more you can communicate in emojis and hieroglyphics, the, like, the better people will be, right? The more people will be able to consume the information. Like, I totally get it.
5: So, like, just real quick, and I'll stop. And first off, thank you for this conversation. This is awesome for me. I really appreciate it. So as an example, one of the themes is a samurai. So you can say, I want my my character type to be a samurai. If your debt ratio is very bad, if you've got a very bad debt ratio, the sword will be like a pocket knife. But if you've got like a 20% DTI, a really nice cash flow, he's got a blazing katana. And so mm-hmm. working you know, reserves is the armor, right? If you don't have but one month reserves, he's got a loincloth. But if you've got 12 month reserves and cash, he's decked out with armor. And so very cool. Right. That's the type of analogies we're going through to, to get the information and education across. Anyways.
1: Yeah, it's like. People don't like to look at the truth, man. Like, I don't even like to look at like.
5: Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody wants it's to know. It's so sad. It is. Dude, it is. It absolutely Do you know how much power people gain by just seeing the truth? Taking a look in the truth mirror and seeing where they're actually at. Do you know how many people I've counseled who came to me in a panic? And once I showed them I'm like, "Look, man, this is your debt ratio, here's your reserves based on your living expenses. This is your credit stance. Dude, you're doing great, man. You got Seven years in reserve, you've got a 750 FICO, higher score doesn't do you any good. You know, you're running a 25% debt ratio. What are you panicking about? Oh, I got it. Ah, ah. And it's, it's a way to combat FOMO and the emotions of investing to realize where you're actually at. And granted, for some people, it's not a pretty picture, but it's amazing to me how even when you detail an ugly picture, the the positive aspects of it are almost always lost through the emotion of being in a bad situation so when you can break it down and show somebody look i know things are tight but you actually do have an extra 250 a month that you can start using to get yourself back on track it's emotions and money is a a wild thing
3: it's awesome dude yeah
1: i'm always scared of like you know killing the messenger on the opposite side people think that they're Like I I was just, I was making a ton of money living in San Francisco and I was telling the people on this call here or whatever, how much money we're making. And like our take home after the expenses with kids in San Francisco was nothing. We were making, I was making the most money I ever made in my whole entire life, but our burn was so high that it was just like, we'd have like nothing at the end of the year. So, you know, all of those things, it's like, all right, time to get the, get the F out and, and get, you know, start cutting our burn. Uh, That's why we left. One of the reasons why we left, plus the pandemic and the, you know, political stuff, but we don't need to get into that. Um, Dude, uh, this is known. uh, Take a look at Financial Samurai. I I know the guy owner over there. This is kind of what he was going for. He's one of the biggest fintech uh, affiliates, bloggers in the space. Uh, There might be something to do work with him there. And what I what. You know the financial blogging space, and kind of Reddit and Wall Street bets. These, this, this is a hobby. Like, if you if you're going to go to like customer or like go to consumer, what you're basically trying to tap into is the the fintech hobbyists, the trader hobbyists. There, there is a big market. You know, crypto Twitter for trading. I'm sorry, not crypto Twitter, but like uh, you know, financial Twitter.
3: You know, before crypto Twitter, there was like the stock sharing Twitter. So, so there is a prosumer type of um, play
1: there. Uh, pe- you know, people financial literacy as a hobby. There are a whole bunch of people that do that. But getting the getting the right channel partners is basically makes up makes or breaks you in this.
5: Okay, so first off, I immediately followed Sam Financial Samurai. Thank you for the tip mm-hmm. off. I'll absolutely be engaging. Two, I. I followed part of my my thought process on this was that uh recent the latest reports which is a year and a half ago say that we're blasting 265 billion a year for lack of financial literacy and that education component is on the top 50 list and it's I think number 13 of uh industries upcoming for funding. So it's it's a one billion dollar industry for the solution of a two hundred and sixty five billion dollar problem, and I I feel like that's an opportunity is what those is what I think I see. It's either that or nobody cares, and I'm barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I,
1: I think it's a little bit of both, bro. I, I, that's what I'm trying to communicate. Is like when we like I was at 2014, ten years ago, was selling hedge funds online, The first company ever to sell. Hedge funds online to direct to consumer. Um, the people that we would be able to get into it were angel investors that wanted a different return profile, and then these prosumers, right? And to gather these prosumers, you know, they the prosumer, the the, the financial educated prosumer believes that they're smarter than the market, and they're looking for alpha and they're looking for an edge, and and this tool feels like it's cool for them. Um, However, it, it, it's, it's a funsie, right? So why, what I was kind of keep on trickling was this idea of like lead generation. Like you sign up for this tool, you understand your financial literacy of kind of like where you're at, and then you can start to serve them affiliate deals because these are the type of products that you need in, your, in this particular financial situation is, is the play on the prosumer play. Now, if you're trying to like really help and educate people that aren't motivated, I think motivation is like the number one thing that you can't change in people. So you have to kind of build things that people are motivated already for. Like there's a lot of things that you can influence people on, but motivation is not one of them.
5: Dude, I love what you're saying. Like I'm in such agreement with you. And that's why I selected this particular niche because I believe that I can sell this tool in this very small niche. And once I have a business established with a positive revenue stream, even if it's tiny, I don't care if it's a penny towards towards the black. I feel like that's gonna set me up in a position for better funding to go MVP and go to market. So I, I tried to niche down, niche down as hard as I could to what I felt was my my comfort zone and see if I can turn a dollar over there and then. Go for the bigger partners and investors and scaling. I don't know. That was that's been my philosophy. What does that sound
3: uh, too slow? Yeah, it, it it just I don't know, man. You're you're in you're in a very you're in a you're you're at the um, fork in the road. Yeah, uh, for sure. The the I, I just
1: it, it sounds like you have kids in the background. Um, um you're probably a bit older uh than than like a, you know, you're probably not in your twenties. Uh what I what the older I get, the more conservative approach that I get into like the beauty relationships. Instead of trying to go consumer and build something that's like like super hip to like the 20 year olds and the 18 year olds and that type of thing, it's like channel partners, mortgage brokers, like I, I, I lean into that versus like Trying to do it on my own, right? Serving more big, you know, big buckets of money that could throw like twenty five k budget at something. Like I lean into that more than I'm like, okay, I'm going to build this thing and and it's going to go viral. Uh, Because because I'm
5: I'm down and that's true. I don't want. I hope I didn't give you the wrong impression. I'm not looking for that. My again, my my specific niche is a couple businesses that have counselors and I'm selling them a tool. Yeah, so you did say that. I okay. forgot
1: about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, that,
1: do that. You yeah.
5: Find a hundred of those. The, the, dude. My
1: next b Yeah, so dude. My next b to b Yeah.
5: So my, my so, whole thing so, is that my overhead and my cost of ownership is very low because I've been bootstrapping the Jesus out of this. So, so my hope is that I only need three subscriptions to show a, a 2x return on cost to hold.
1: Yeah, so this is a sharp elbows game. Then it's it's yeah. meetings. It, it's LinkedIn. It's RIA's. It's like here's another tool to like help you describe where your customers are at.
3: You know, exactly. Try,
1: here, here's a free trial. You get them on the phone, and it, and it's a big BD sales cycle.
5: And and I love and, what you said before that the affiliate side of it looks pretty hot. Yeah, yeah.
1: If, if the imagery and it resonates, then people will share with their friends. Like, oh, look, I'm I'm. I'm a financial stud. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm a financial samurai. And like, dude. I'm you know, I'm, I'm a financial farmer. Like, I'm so I've got, I've got a couple,
5: growing. I got a couple thousand people in my community so far and the concepts are awesome. dude. So cool. Your theme can be a car or a samurai or a tree or like, there's a couple dozen different themes and we're just going to keep growing the themes. And we've got some 3D artists in the community, so vis a vis the community resources, we're we're building out more 3D assets to use as well. So yeah, 100 percent. All right, you.
1: Casey, this has been rad. We're we're getting up to closing time here. I am so appreciative
5: minute. of all this time. I'm so sorry to everybody else. I hope you don't mind, but thank you very very
3: much. Jeez. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I get to I get to stretch my brain and my growth hacking rails a little bit more outside of uh just crypto only now.
5: I'm down so, for it. Let's do the crypto talk sometime too though. I'll come back and we'll ruck it up on the crypto side. I'm I'm totally down with that.
1: Yeah, it's uh you you put in a wallet and they sign up their wallet and you say put in the same visualizations and hey you've been sitting on the twenty thousand of USDC Uh, for six months, why don't you have that in a money market? You could be holding six percent, ten percent APR on your on your, you know, while I was just sitting there. So giving them kind of advice and actions and then having an affiliate model between uh these DEXs and money markets might might be a cool play.
5: Always good to see where you're at. Brian, are you guys doing this on the regular? I see this is episode three. What's the what's the schedule here?
1: Yeah, we're trying to do it once a week. Uh generally this is the uh, I don't want to call it the worst one, but this has been the least attended. So we we were usually doing it like 4 p.m. EST, and we'd get like a hundred people in here. Um, there, I think there's just like a lot of competition at this time on Twitter Spaces, and and we we kind of changed the time. So we were doing it 4 p.m. EST in the past. We're gonna try to do it once a week. We're gonna we're gonna fluctuate on the time. And uh, the whole thing here is come up, do a one minute pitch for your crypto project. If it's hot, we'll introduce you to some ecosystems and investors and if you think it needs work uh we won't and uh it's a way to, for us to generate clients it's a way to, for us to generate deal flow to the investors and ecosystem bd people that we have we're always looking to uh get get more people on board and we're going to we're going to move over to ultiware and see if ultiware it's going to take from a minute and, and and do a quick one uh before we outro so he, while he's connecting uh i think let's uh we got uh, i'll just say
5: thank you thank you so much you get that's awesome so nice to meet you followed everybody uh thanks again
1: hello thanks casey
6: yeah
1: oh where what do you got
6: yeah sorry i joined the uh, very late because uh, i had something to do that uh, clash with the time for the um, i'm very the, offended i'm, I'm really so sorry. offended
1: how could you do that
6: i'm really sorry about that
1: <laughs> you should be. No, I'm just messing
6: with you. What do you got? Yeah, so um my project is not just it's not really, really crypto based, but there is a crypto aspect to it. I don't know if that's or if that's fine with my project. No, just
1: go for it. Stop apologizing.
6: Okay. Just go. All right, so uh a bit of a backstory. So I launched the brand in around 2021, a clothing brand. So I was my major sales channel was uh social media like Instagram and all that. So uh, organic reach was fine. We are getting orders from various European countries because I'm in North Cyprus, basically. So uh, organic reach was fine. The, the account was growing. That was the major sales channel we had besides our website. Because all the traffic from our uh, to our website came from our social media platform. So we would we would get orders frequently. Then uh, around 2023, 20, I noticed like a very sharp decline in organic reach, and it basically it was basically removed from Instagram. Constant algorithm changes, like the our post we're barely getting, there was barely any reach. AltyWare, uh, AltyWare, yeah. we yep. have
1: like one minute left. What's your pitch?
6: Okay, but I'm, I'm getting started. So basically it is, uh, now there's there's been a very sharp increase in clothing brands. Like there are a lot of clothing brands, especially amongst Gen Z founders. Uh, Gen Z, a lot of Gen Z uh, people are really into, uh that really launched, that launched a lot of clothing brands right now. So now the pitch is, on Archived is a platform for clothing brands specifically. It's a social network for clothing brands where, uh, because now the organic creature on Instagram is, doesn't, doesn't favor brands, doesn't allow uh, smaller brands to gain to gain grow proper growth on these platforms. So now it's a separate platform for clothing brands where they can uh, get exposure. They can really grow their brands from the platform called uh, on Archive. Now the crypto aspect of it, because I'm trying to solve various pain points of it. So we wanted to allow brands to be able to release NFTs that, um. Customers can buy into, it's like investing in a a specific collection, they could release a collection, a collection as an NFT, then the brand could uh, give out shares of the profits to people that invested in NFT, basically. So that's just a rough estimate, that's just a rough uh, pitch, basically.
1: All right, so crowdfunding for uh, exclusive collections of clothing brands. Yes. Backed by NFTs with crowdfunding aspect in it. Yes. That's cool, man. Uh, I, I think that's a very interesting concept, and I would love to, where Where are you at in your process?
6: Uh, we are building out the MVP right now of my team. So that was actually the meeting I was in meeting with one of my devs, so I came here. So we're beating out the MVP right now for the platform on Archive.
1: Cool. Why don't we do this? I got to run. We're, like, literally shutting down here. Uh, why don't we come back another time? We'll have you present again and we'll be able to give a little bit more uh you know conversations and, and thought process to this but the, it's a very cool i think it's a i think it's an interesting concept i think a lot of these uh, a lot of that market right now is is handled by the agencies this is an agency game uh, the agencies that handle the marketing for the clothing brands are the ones that you need to go to and so you you need a you need a you need a winner out of the gate and you need a big brand or a winner out of the gate or a big enough groundswell uh, that you can start to capture a large enough market. But happy to discuss this another time. Got to bounce. This was Kill Crypto. We're going to do it every week. We're going to find the right time to do this. And uh, thanks for everybody who popped up and joining. And we'll do this again next— Actually, we're going to skip next week. We're going to be in Denver. We're kind of booked back to back to back next week. So we'll probably skip next week and do it the week after. Thanks, for everybody, for joining.
5: I think. Thanks again.
1: Cool.
4: Later. There's
1: this principle in like Daoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want like just inevitably kinda of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism. Daoism da- 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 it, like, the more you fight something, the more, like, the opposite of what you want inevitably kind of starts to happen. Chirping
0: on the bird app, listening to nerd slap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web 3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder Watch how we ignite the tower. Blowing up their bank accounts for getting out of fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open source, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community, uprise, this no more humility, futility, plus size Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal Which side of the line you beating out on when the dust settles motherfucking wet side shit, needle and noose Sticking with my armory Yam, Beto and Bruce Reppin' psychedelic artistry, believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GFM Is it really is it worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is no. Okay. They started using Zoom, now we've been to Zoom out. Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about. Little baby bitches when they choose to have bits. All you left with is kibble when you lose all them bits. And that kibble's just sawdust. The shit is all rust. Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts. And I, for one, did not see that coming. Cracking open books, yo that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers Pretending to be teachers, y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bringing receipts GM fam, have a seat. If you're listening to this, my plea to you would be like, don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it. Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might, it might cost, cost us, us a lot more, more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this
1: to the bitter end. And sometimes it's better to just like, move on.
0: Timber Spaces.